I would love Oli to stay. <laughs> Are you, you know, know why? Because as long as he stays, United aren't that much of a threat. <laughs> you know what? That was the first game that really finished me off, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that was the first game. That was the game that finished me off. Samples. <laughs> I, keep hearing, I keep hearing that. Oh, it's, it's not my fault if you can't fill your stadium, innit? It's not my fault. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Tell yeah, them, the tell them, tell them. The Breakdown Podcast. What's good, people? You're tuned into The Breakdown Podcast. This is episode 24. We are live on YouTube at 7 p.m. every Monday. Um, and you can also catch the audio on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all your good streaming um, platforms for that. Um, obviously, full team in the building today. I was off last week. I'm back this week. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's things to address, things to address, things to, 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 to make it right. So <laughs> anyway, it's not just me on the pod, obviously. Um, who else have we got on the pod? Man, introduce yourselves. Come forth. Yeah, but I might as well go first. So obviously you've got Kofi here. You know, if you don't if you don't mind know man already, then get to know. Obviously, long diehard Chelsea fan. Um obviously decent, decent weekend. Um nice win. 89th minute in that, but hey, listen, you take it. You just gotta take it. You have to take it at this stage. You have to. But world champs, don't forget that. Let's not forget that. World champs. <laughs> and that so, thing no, is, no, no. listen that thing is the community shield bro allow it man <laughs> listen, listen if it's community shield listen I'll take it only three man have it so I'll take it it's okay bro, it's fine second week in a row you, you, you bumping that um, that line yeah <laughs> bro, second week in a row. It's, it's facts <laughs> at this point at this, at this point it's facts so we just have right. tell it how it is What's in the shot for the second time? Second time, but... <laughs> all right. Who else we got on the pod today? Yeah, man, T a bit tired, but good result on the weekend. Welcome back, bro, as well to you, Marky, because you totted up a couple of couple of cards. You know, you have to you have to serve the suspension, but you're back, which is good. But yeah, man. Gee. <laughs> um, yeah, man. T, I'm out here. Another good result. Keep them totting up. You have to yeah. say what your team is, bro. Don't don't expect everyone to know what your team is. What's your team? Bro, it's it's obvious, bro. It's obvious because you, man, you, man. What's, are what's all, obvious? All out here to, to get me in it. You know what I mean? The agenda's out. Yeah. So what team is man. it? Yeah, okay, you never know, call biz. Yeah, that's me. Right, boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm right. You see what I'm saying already? You started already. <laughs> you couldn't even help yourself after I welcomed you back, bro. <laughs> Who else is on the pod? Yeah, man. Does I'm Jay. Arsenal fan. Um, some say a reluctant Arsenal fan. But I'm an Arsenal fan through and through. Good result for us as well. Um, but too many good results this weekend meant that it wasn't that much of a good result. But um, at least West Ham did it in, so... Still in the hunt for that top four. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. That's that's key, though, man. But obviously, the big, uh, the biggest talking point, the biggest game of the weekend, in general, um, Spurs, man. 
you guys slant. I'm not gonna lie. Any Spurs fans that's listening, watching, or whatever, yeah. Listen, these guys slandered your team last week. They they slandered you. But, but, but you, can I just they, say you must have heard so. Spurs so. must have heard. Spurs must have heard it and said, Yeah, these men want to slander me. Alright, watch what I go and do. Well, okay, I'll tell you now. So Spurs fans were also slandering their own team. So this one, let's call it a back. Let's just call it how it is. No one expected Spurs to go and turn over City at the end. Why time. not? Nobody. Why not? No, 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 no. There's obviously there's there's bogey teams. There's always that bogey team. And obviously and Spurs seem to be that team. team. No, Spurs seem to be that bogey team to City. But okay, even all still, right, then. With, with all the with all the Wahala that was going on in the background, with the with the Conte interview, the Sky Italia thing, people you know, Levy's and Tottenham's basically saying, yo, don't do any more interviews with these man because clearly you're getting lost in translation and all this nonsense, right? And then on top of that, the last two games before that, I'm sorry. If you if anyone put money on Spurs to win, yeah, then listen. I bow down to your feet because I'm sorry. No, I was not expecting that. But well done to them. Oh, have, you, have you checked the head-to-head? What I will say is, have you checked the head-to-head record? Hey, listen, Man City head-to-head. versus Spurs. Head-to-head, it doesn't matter. Did you see the form guide before? But they've done the double over them this season. Did you, you know that, it? right? But did you, you know expect that, right? it? But did you I expect can... it? No, for me, I'm saying, listen, any game, anyone can win. You know what we say. No one's safe. You, we always say this. Nobody no, is safe. The thing is, Spurs are eighth, right, still. So, we'll get, yeah. Uh, they, yeah. They, they, they won a game. They won a game. They played the team. They won a game. They're still eighth. And so, then they'll lose their next one. That's what will happen. Yeah. Then it will be like they've won this for no reason. The, the league is about accumulating games, accumulating wins. Not being the second team. Not being the second team in Manchester. I don't mind that part. That part I'll take. (laughs) But what I'm saying is, Spurs put in a proper performance against Man City. Did a proper Ah, job on them. Proper Proper job. Proper job. Because this is the thing, yeah. When you when you actually look at how the game was played, when you break it down and you look at it tactically, yeah, you have to say Conte did his homework. Of course, Spurs did their homework. Clearly, do you get what I'm saying? Because it, and this is what I kind of want to talk about. This is the first thing I want to say. Like when you see a performance like that, like what Spurs put out, sometimes it's just dubbed uh, parking the bus or attack versus defense or whatever. But like Harry Kane said something that was important in the in the post match when he said they asked him about the um, one of the goals and he said no 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 I have to I have to strike the gaffer because we've been working on that specific counter attacking move all week. So they clearly knew Cancelo's going to fly forward and therefore there's spacing behind him or whatever else. So, because it's it just one of them. So I'm just, I'm, I'm more just trying to say they they got their homework correct. And obviously they've done the double. That's Let's not gloss over that. Do you know what I mean? Doing the double over City, who can say they've done that? In the last three, four, five years, who can say they've done the double over City? You know what I mean? There you go. There you go. That's it. That's it. What happens when you play them this season? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you have to strike the individual uh, individual results. Do you know what I mean? You have to strike the individual result. Um, for me, I was just impressed with the way that Spurs defended. More importantly, I was impressed with the way that they defended. They cut out a lot. You know, City, a lot of reverse passes, a lot of overlapping runs. 
But they pretty much, um, although it could be a scene as like they played Spurs played a three four three formation, they pretty much did the Christmas tree. Yeah, <laughs> five six at the back. You know, depending on how you look at it, and essentially on the counter attack, they were just deadly. But it's mad because I don't think this is news to anybody. Like every time Spurs have beaten um, Man City, it's been the same way. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So for me, it was sick. And obviously, Harry Kane, Harry Kane's form in that match, yeah, like he looked like a man possessed. To be honest, he looked like somebody that was like, "Listen, I'm as soon as I get this ball, it's on." Is literally on. So it was just one of those ones where it was good to see that happen and obviously City to be put under a bit of pressure kind of thing because obviously they didn't sign a centre-forward in the summer but they've been this far ahead in the league and stuff like that. So you could argue that it's like, oh, need a centre-forward. But I don't think it was that. I think it's the way that um, Spurs shut down any routes for them to towards goal kind of thing. And obviously you had to ride your luck at times. Lloris made some made some important saves and stuff like that. But I feel like Spurs put in a good, a good away performance. And like, that's the way to be. That's the, to be honest, you can do, obviously, you can do the whole, I'm trying to match them stride for stride, man for man. We're going to press them high. But they showed them respect. Do you know what I mean? And they was able to do it. So I have to, I have to give Spurs some flowers, man. Can I ask a question though? Had, and this is going to sound really obvious, but if, it, well, anyway, I'm going to ask anyway. Like, so if Spurs had lost 2-1, if the scores had actually ended 2-1 to City, would you still say they put in an outstanding performance playing the exact same way they, they did? Or are you saying that because at the end of the day, they just got the result rather than actually played well? Like, I, that's what I'm trying to decipher here because I look at that result. How many shots on goal did they have? Or how, or how much? They had, had, I mean, they had more. They have more shots on target than Man City. Oh, no, no, no. It, 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 even so, on target, I, I mean, I mean, overall attempts. Like, how much they actually trouble City, like City's goal overall in terms of the whole match. Because from what I saw, and the thing is that we're used to it. City dominated the game. They dominated. They absolutely from dominated. The, from like, an offensive point of view. Yeah, yeah, no, from an offensive point of view. But of course, if they have the ball, eventually, if Tottenham get the ball and City play as high up as they do, yeah, they're going to be vulnerable. That one is without is without saying. But my my point is is th- this type of performance. I know it gets lauded, especially when a team plays like that. If they don't win, I'm sorry, it, it gets absolutely slandered and rightly so. I'm used to it. I had Mourinho as our manager. I'm used to you that used to do that plenty. I remember us doing it at Anfield all those years back. And I know we, you know, it was called uh, tactical masterclass and all the rest of it, but it was disgusting. Let's get that. Yeah, right. That's your that's, that's your opinion side of it. What no, 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 is, don't get me wrong. You can't, only, a... you can't only strike the attack though. You have no, to no, strike the no. defense. No, you, you strike the defense, no problem. But what I'm asking is, is that had Spurs not won the game, would you still be saying the same thing? In terms of well, how they, say, in terms of their approach to the game, but that would you still say it was outstanding? But what I'm saying is, I I think that approach to the game is outstanding because of them taking their chances and because of how they were able to be so clinical. That's okay. what I'm trying to say. Because if you okay. look at it, over the context of the whole game, Spurs being able to shackle key parts of Man City's attack here mm. to make them have shots where Spurs look 20, 21 shots, yeah, and. Mm. Four on target, yeah. Four on target shows me that you must have put in the blocks. You must have been putting your your body in the way. You have obviously Christian Romero in there was fantastic as well. Do you get what I'm saying? You've been able to limit them 
to very few chances, very few shots against your goal. That is nothing to be scoffed at because so many teams park the bus and get piped 6 0. Do you get what mm. I'm trying to say? So it's not. That's what I'm just I'm more trying to add the balance here saying defense is as important as attack. Because the same way I could flip that question and say, when Man City or any passing team or any t- possession based team pass, 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 and then they have no penetration and they can't score, people will say, well, you know, you're doing too much of this tippy tappy football and you're not scoring. You're not putting the chances away. So what I'm saying is, it can't be one way for the offensive side. Are we always striking the attackers? And one way we can't strike a great defensive performance. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, because no, that, defend, yeah, defending, fine. defending is as as skillful as attacking when it comes to being able to be in the right positions and specifically to shut down. Because think about it: concentration levels. You got twenty five percent of the ball, and you managed to score three times. Do you get what I'm trying to say? And have more yeah. shots on target. What is that? Because you flip the narrative. You're like, well, what was what was City doing then? What was, How can you have 72% possession, yeah, 21 shots and only, what, four on target? So that's what I'm trying to say. You can also flip it on, on its head and be like, well, what's City doing? Do you get what I'm trying okay, to say? Well, okay, well... But then... we can't cuss City because we know it works. So what I'm saying is rather than me saying, listen... City, they were blunt up front. They should have had a centre forward. I'm saying, listen, let's strike the the team that was able to shackle them and the way in which they were able to dispatch of the game. Okay, no, fair enough. I, t- I take that point, but at the same time, you mentioned one key thing. And if the if the question is how was City not able to actually penetrate or get more shots on target, you basically already told told us the answer. It was because obviously Spurs in their in their low block had enough players there to obviously block out these chances, whereas on the other side. City didn't have the numbers. When Spurs actually broke, there was actually space for them to get shots on target, you know, without having that that crowded sort of, you know what I'm trying to say, having those crowded obstacles there. Getting shots on target in, in, in that type of instance isn't as hard as it is on the other side. So, I mean, everything in context, uh, despite everything I've said, obviously it's a brilliant it's a brilliant win it's a brilliant brilliant win anyway for anyone to get a scarf at Etihad especially with the form that City are in you have to you have to you have to praise them you just have to but yeah. as a one off i don't think they could play like that because i think people are trying to say if they play like that for the rest of the season you know they'll get wins and this and the other i'm sorry that's not something you can do for the hot for the for all the but that's not so, i don't think that's something you need to do though like you're going to the Etihad do you get what yeah, I'm trying yeah, to say? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. you're not going, you're not going and playing Farmers FC. You know what I mean? The dog and duck. You're not playing them. You're playing against some of the the most serious attackers. Do you get what I'm trying to say? In in the mm-hmm. Premier League right now, absolutely handing out batterings to teams. You don't want to be embarrassed. Spurs have lost how many in a row? Do you get what I'm trying to say? Spurs mm-hmm. were on a losing run and stuff like that. So at the end of the day, they had to be able to to, to pull out a um a result kind of thing. Because for, for example, for people like Phil Folden. Did you even realise he played? Not and so he much, normally yeah. operates in the pockets. And he's not a bad player. Do you get what I'm trying to say? But he normally operates in the pockets. Bernardo Silva, really quiet. Really, really quiet. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Obviously, you notice Raheem Sterling is in good form and that. But I'm just saying in general, they could, they didn't really have an answer to like converting some of this stuff. Do you get what I'm trying to say? And I feel like it's because of the way that they move. Like Hoiberg in that midfield, yeah? This guy, the dark arts... <laughs> I love this guy. I, I I love I love the way that this guy played the game. Do you get what I'm trying to say? And City were at it too. T smiling there, but City were at it too. 
they they love it. You know what I mean? City, you know, transition, they're not going to let you breathe. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So I feel like you have to give Spurs the credit. But in terms of whether they can play like this for the rest of the season, they're not gonna they're not gonna play like this. Realistically, they ain't gonna play like this and they ain't gonna be able to play like this. You also have to recognize Conte is doing with dealing with what he had. He played Ryan Sessignon. The other week he subbed him after 25 minutes. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So he's already kind of intimating that he's got a bit of blunt tools over there. Do you get what I'm trying mm. to say? He's saying, listen, I haven't been able to shape my squad and I've lost players and that. So this is what I'm saying. There's a certain there's certain things that you're just like, that's how it that's how it goes. But in terms of the top four race, it, it it's not really making a big impact on the top four race. I do agree. It's not really making a big um um impact there, but it can make an impact on the title, obviously. Because now if if T's boys go and, you know, handle is it Arsenal use a game in hand, T? Leeds. What about the Arsenal fixture that was postponed? That one has got rearranged, but Leeds, we're playing Leeds uh, Wednesday. So that game, because City have, have only got one game this week, right? Not, um, yeah. yeah, so we played a game in hand against Leeds, and then it, uh, well, I think it's a six-point gap, then it goes to three points if Liverpool beat Leeds. No, um, it, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right, so, but then, yeah. But then, I think on the weekend again, Liverpool playing Chelsea in the final. So then there's another game, obviously, that they'll, they'll need to catch up on, which is the Arsenal game I think you're referring to. Okay. So probably there, but listen, flowers to them, man. Flowers to Sun as well. Like, Sun, Sun again, in both games against City, they seem to not be able to deal with somebody that's direct like that. Because there was a few times where City were relying on Carl Walker. They're relying on Carl Walker to be able to, and he, and he did it, obviously, chase someone down and that. But Cancelo, not so much. You know, Cancelo's defending versus Walker's defending is a different type of thing. But to be able to do that, and then obviously, in terms of mentality-wise, I've seen Spurs, didn't they go and get Leicester in this same type of way? Wasn't it Leicester that they scored in the last second? Yeah. This season against yeah. Leicester. The third one. You, you know, do you get what I'm trying to say? And it's just one of those ones where it's just like, slowly but surely, you're like, okay, there's some, there's something there if, they, if they're able to kind of build on it. But this is the problem. Spurs... They can have a good result, bad result. But I just thought that the weekend performance, for me, I was quite happy with what I saw there from them. Do you get what I'm trying to say? I was just like, that is... Because it could have been a cricket score. It, it literally... If they would have gone out and gone mad and had these huge gaps and that, there's only going to be one winner. But my thing is just more like, let's make sure we strike defensive displays as much as we strike when somebody's playing the clean attacking football and is able to, to break teams down like City are able to do what they're probably going to do to my boys <laughs> when we play them in a few weeks. You know, I'm trying to say, like, it's just one of them. We know for Spurs, they, they Conte, you know, there's all there's all issues there and kind of, kind of thing, but it's just like making sure that those guys are able to, you know what I mean, function as a thing. And Harry Kane, obviously, extra motivation. This is the other thing, like, he was supposed to go to Man City in the summer, didn't get to go there. The guy looked like a man possessed. He's like, he was... He was trying to show them this is what you're missing. Mm. Yeah, he, he, he took that personally. Yeah, and they, and and they obviously asked him in, in the interview, and he was like, "Nah, you know, there's nothing in it." But clearly, there was it was a it was a motivated performance. Um, you know, one one thing I like to say actually on the Spurs performance was um, they clearly are well prepared to face um, those high lands because they did the same thing against Liverpool, um, and they were cutting through Liverpool like. You know, like like only a few teams I've seen this season do, um, and so 
you know, hearing Kane in the interview talk about, you know, they've been working on it all week makes a lot of sense. And um, we obviously know anyway that from Mourinho's time, um, they were kind of well established in that low block anyway. And Kane in that withdrawn position is something that's that they're they're kind of synonymous with already. Son him and Son have got that connection. So you can see that, you know, straight away. Um I think Spurs, yeah, just to echo your point, I think the other thing that I'd like to call out is that I think they block the spaces very well on the sides. Um and that's 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 something that I wasn't really expecting because obviously City, we, we know how they attack, we know we know the move, we know the pullbacks. And that's that's a tried and tested formula for them. But yeah, man, um extra shout out for Romero, even though he gave away the the pen. Um his performance I thought was outstanding. And yeah, that was yeah, that was off the back of obviously kind of coming back from injury like not too long ago. Um, but yeah, man, you know, shout out Spurs. I, I think you, you you've made good points, Mark, on 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 their performance. There's not there's not really from my point of view anyway. There's there's not really that much more to add. I think they exploited it very well. The system that they that they that they deployed is definitely not sustainable because you know Mourinho basically was trying to do that and it and it broke down, and the fans weren't very happy. So um, yeah, you know. Big ups to, to Spurs, man. Well done. Yeah, obviously, they, they, they've got a strategy and it's working well against City at the moment. Yeah, it's just the fact that they keep beating them. That's what was just interesting for me. But for me, on a wider one as well, you see, like, closing off wide spaces, yeah? That's just so important. Like, you're either, you're either going to do it by having the, 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 the block there, you know, the, the, the you know two-on-one in the many situations, two defensive players to one, obviously, attacker, you're going to do it that way. But with a team like City, if you don't shut down the wide areas and you leave it wide open, it's almost like trying to play against PSG and doing that. Do you know what I'm trying to say? And even if you do that, do you know what I mean? You saw with um, PSG against Real Madrid the other day, um, poor, what's his name, Carvajal, like, that fullback. Oh, I just felt so sorry for him, man. Mbappe just didn't respect him at all. Do you know what I'm trying to say? And even when they tried to double up on him, it was it was it's like literally one split second and you're in. So if you're able to keep people out for do you know what I mean, 90 minutes of a game, it's like it's definitely up there. But um do you think that see in this game, this game kind of showed Man City needed a centre forward in the summer after all? Or do you think a centre forward doesn't change that result? Who's that to you, sorry? Nah, anyone, anyone. anyone. Oh, okay. I really, I really think I don't want to be hogging up. Um, now, Jay, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't catch the game, did you? I didn't catch the game. Um, oh, okay. But I think just, just, just if I speak on a general point of view, I think if you was, if you was to pose that question to like Pep, he'd get very angry at Pep. Um, I don't think he, he thinks, you know, the strike. I think I, Pep's idea of a, of a centre forward or a central forward um, is different to everyone else's. So, yeah, they went for Kane. I'm not sure if, again, if that was particularly his choice or maybe more of a club's choice or whatever, or a mixture of the two, I don't know. Um, but I don't think, without, you know, I saw highlights, without watching the whole game, I don't think um, that result... Um, having a striker changes that result because there's other aspects of City's game that has been lacking recently. Um, the the Cancelo one, Cancelo one, um, <laughs> it it's something that even Southampton picked up on um, when they played them recently um, and they exploited um, Cancelo because Cancelo is used as like a 
kind of tactical leprechaun for 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 Pep to get into midfield and to be able to add more plays in the midfield and win those midfield battles and play those rondos and be able to also play those pinpoint passes that he's able to do um, coming off of the right. Uh, so, but what that leaves is is obviously a space or a gap on on that side. So if you can plan for that, if you if you analyze City's game, you analyze things that Pep says um, when he talks about the way City play and what he likes about um, football, you can, you know, plan for these things. And Cancelo, when he moves off of that, um, from that right-hand side or from the left-hand side, he's not the best defender. He's not the most aware defender. He's more of an attacker. Um, so if you can catch him out, then there is, you know, opportunity to create chances from from that. Um so yeah, I, I'm not quite sure, and I don't think I think as well the the city back line, although they they've been put together well to you know do the things again like Pep does um, that Pep likes in terms of distribution of the ball and where you, where their attacks start. I think individually as defenders they're not the best, and we've seen it in the past like again Southampton. Um, couple of seasons ago against Leon in the Champions League, when you're able to isolate those guys on their own, you can, um, that back line or a back three or back two, you can get at them. They're not the strongest defenders individually. So, yeah, I, I would say I think Spurs did well, you know, one game. If it's, a, if it's the um, we beat Man City title or if it's the we beat a top team title, then, you know, they certainly, they certainly won that. They certainly done well there. I'm, I'm, I'm hope. I hope their fans, you know, enjoyed the win. But um, there's more games to come, so we'll see. There's a lot. Fans there's a lot of football to be played. played yeah. T knows that. T knows that. That's why he's smiling. <laughs> T knows that. That's why. That's why he's smiling now, because like, he knows there's a lot of football. To see, be this played, is this what I'm saying. Yeah. This 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 what I'm saying for for listeners. Yeah. The agenda is so clear against man. But you know what? Can I, can, it's good. Can I just ask you who's who, who's the, who's pushing this agenda? You know what? I'm not no, going to no, get into no, that. No, no, no. I'm not no, going to get pushing the agenda because <laughs> you do bring it up quite a bit. So who's pushing this agenda? It's clear. It's clear. It's clear. <laughs> you know? It's fine though. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'll let I'll let listeners and and, and others um, give you your answer there. I, I may I may add. Last week I did insinuate that I felt like the title race was still on before the result on the weekend. Yeah. So I was backing you, man. I was backing you, man. So you cannot include me no, in the agenda. T, 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 T just wants to like have a go at everyone. He's a bit grumpy, so, <laughs> so don't worry. Because I heard, I heard when you said that, yeah, Liverpool are back in this. And he, he didn't strike that, did he? No, because because you know what, yeah, you lot cleared me when I when when this first question came up, and I was like, mm, yeah, maybe it's not it's not quite. I got cleared, so I was humbled. I got put back in my corner, innit? So and, that's and that's team, that's where I'm staying. That's team, where I'm did staying. you back off? Did you change your mind after that? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm staying in my corner. I changed my mind, you know. You I, I, your I'm, mind. I'm, I'm 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 going with the consensus. I want peace. You want peace? Oh, you should you should speak your mind. Don't worry, stick by it. I did, <laughs> and that's what happened. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got humbled, bro. So I'm sticking. I'm sticking in the corner. I'm sticking with the group consensus, innit? As Marcus yeah. said, there's lo lots of football to be played, so 
No one, no one on my side is, is getting carried away of anything. No, of course, of course. I don't. I, I, me personally, I don't believe the title race is, is back on personally off that one result. I don't think so. I think when the gap is three points, let the gap get to three points. I will start believing it. I'll start believing that we have a bit of a race. But we know Man City can go on another run. Like if they have a blip like this, they can start. They are well capable of going and staunching everyone in their path kind of thing. But obviously now they have the added distraction of the Champions League. It's like, you know, it, it's just in the back of their minds kind of thing. So it's just like, it's, it's a bit different to when they had the run before. You had the whole COVID situation with games getting called off and this and that. So it's kind of helping them to just get into a flow and rack up the wins. But now, you know, they've got other things. But obviously speaking about centre-forward strikers and whatever else, we have to talk about um, the Kaku. Um, Tuchel said it's nothing to laugh about. They said it's, it's not funny. And they said now's now's not the time to laugh at Lukaku. We're not trying to laugh at Lukaku, but having said that, <laughs> having said that, yeah, he broke the record for the fewest touches in a single Premier League game since the data became available. They started doing these collating this um, in 2003-04. The lowest amount of touches for a man who has completed 90 minutes, seven touches. They're even doing compilations on this guy's touches. Some of them kick off, some of them this and that. It's wild. But how 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 do we get here? How do we get to this position? Hundred mil, you come in in the summer. How have we got into this position? Floors open. Floors open. Discuss. <laughs> I've, I've, listen, I'm going to sit back on this one because as a Manchester United fan, I'm fed up. I'm fed up of talking about this guy and complaining about this guy. And people say, no, you have to do this and that. Please, make your arguments. What's going on? <laughs> this one, I, me personally, I'm not going to say, I, I, you know, earlier on I was saying, you know what, I'm going to back my man. But you know what, in this case, I think I'm even going to back off because, like, clearly, you know, there are a lot of men that, you know, really want to scapegoat this guy, right? And it just seems very, very one-sided. It seems very, very one-sided because I watched the whole entire game on the weekend. And for the very first time, I could re- I could see the nonsense that these men do, especially when especially when he makes certain runs. I see what they do, and because I've seen that, I'm thinking when when I heard the stat at half time that this guy only had two touches and one of them was from kickoff. One of them one of them was from kickoff. That was at half time. I knew from then I was like, look look at what's going on. Look at this nonsense. Um. And I mean, obviously, yeah, the tra- there, was, there was a chance that he obviously had um, later on. Obviously, this wasn't even counted because he was offside anyway. I don't think those touches he had in that play before the ball came out to see it and he was doing out for offside was even counted in that. Do you know what I mean? But that was the one and only time the ball was actually played to him. Like an actual decent ball was played into him and he actually had a decent shot on goal. But for the rest of the game, it was very, very anonymous. And to be fair, um, I saw that he made no effort um, to really come deep to collect the ball, um, to really get involved in the play in that regard, I think that this actually strikes a bit of frustration, you know, a bit of frustration in this game. Because right now it's just kind of like, yo, if I'm not getting the ball, let, let everyone see that you man are not playing me the ball. But I think in this case, the stat that you just mentioned is, is embarrassing. It's embarrassing for him. It's embarrassing for, for Tuchel as well. Because now it just seems like the heat that, you know, Tuchel was trying to extinguish is now just there. It's there now because of his performances. And I, um, from what I read today, I think they're kind of saying like, 
yo, if you don't back up, if these if this sort of thing continues, then we have no problem dropping you type thing. So, I mean, there's context, but yeah, it is what it is, man. Yeah. One thing's for sure, it's not Tuchel's fault. No, I'm no, sorry, no. it's the, that's that's what I've seen. I've heard that that kind of discourse going around. It's not. It cannot be Champions League winner, world club, world club champions' fault. It's not his fault. It cannot be his fault. To get what I'm trying to say, impossible. Like we always get this with Lukaku. We always get to this stage. Apart from when he went to Italy, we we just get to this stage where it's like, whose fault is it? Why is he not doing this? You have the, the all. It's 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 like a carbon copy of the Man United situation. Literally, just that we haven't seen even the the good form that he had in his first season at Man United. We we, we ain't seen that good form. So it's like a carbon copy. There's clearly something in his in the way that he approaches his game. Because remember, when he first came back, everybody was saying like, oh, you know, look, he's looking more trim. He's, his first touch is getting better and this and that and the other. But slowly but surely, he's reverted to tight kind of thing. Um, but my question is, why haven't the players, either the players around him or he himself, why have they not kind of um, stopped this kind of thing? Like, why? Why would you not? feed it into Lukaku where he can just shoot or why would you not be playing the ball early up to him like why would that not be something that they're doing if you're recognising this is a thing because you're right I think you mentioned it earlier Kofi Lukaku makes runs it's not like he just stands there and does nothing he makes the early run why is no one passing him the ball early it doesn't seem well you know from my perspective anyway just from externally I think there's a couple of things it seems that there's not a relationship there. I can't say that there's there's anybody that Lukaku struck up, you know, uh, some kind of bond with. That you know, as soon as he, as soon as Lukaku makes that run, that person is looking for him. Um, it also feels like maybe there's no trust there, which is interesting because um, I remember the game distinctly. The the game that Lukaku, I think it was, was it his first game against Arsenal. First game, wasn't it? Yeah. Since he'd been back. That game was, awesome. was very telling. Um <laughs> sorry, bro, say again. <laughs> I was like, always oh, awesome, bro. <laughs> oh bro, yeah. Yeah, like, no, I, but I, I remember that game specifically because it, there was a very clear strategy to me. And every like a lot of the, a lot of the offensive play was going through Lukaku, and a lot of the headlines after the game was, yeah, you know, Lukaku's back, Rom's back. Um, he terrorised the Arsenal defence and Pablo Mari and these kind of guys um, were just were just getting wasted around him. Since then, it's 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 just pitted away. I can't I can't look at Lukaku's performance and say there's any one clear reason. Um, to be honest, it seems like Tuchel might have had a bit of a role in it. So I can't agree with, and with what you said about it can't be Tuchel's fault because he he at different times. I've seen him change Lukaku's function. He tried to play him with Werner and he seemed like he was like almost a foil for Werner. I think he's tried to play Werner as the foil for him. Didn't quite work. Um, and, you know, the whole thing about fluidity and whatever was cited around him, but has he been given enough of an opportunity as the focal point in the side? I don't know. Maybe I'm not close enough to the situation to, to understand that, but... To me, it seems like there's there's fundamental issues. Like, it doesn't seem like anybody's looking for him. Anybody trusts him. There's a relationship anywhere. I can't say, you know, on the right hand side, you know, when Reece James 
gets on the ball when he's fit or or Chilwell when he was around or Alonso that they, they, there's a there's a you know there's a there's a bond you can see it already there's loads of partnerships we just spoke about Son and Kane Kane didn't even have to look at where Son was on the weekend he just knew Son's making that run and always finds him so to me it doesn't it doesn't seem like there's there's trust there and that's a big issue so so but then what would so that, are we saying that he needs a partner then well, I think. So, go on, bro. Go on, bro. No, I was just, I was just gonna just quickly say. Obviously, T mentioned that um, Tuchel did try to get um, Werner um, to either be a foil for him or he be a foil for, for Lukaku and play the two up top. Um, we saw against, against City. So, but the thing is, is just coming off of what T said and what you said, Mark, Tuchel has, I guess, tried a couple of times in a couple of different ways to try and get Lukaku into, um, fit into the team. But I just uh, I just wonder, if we're saying that the relationship, he hasn't struck up any relationships with any of the other players. I mean, Chelsea have a lot of attacking players, a lot of different types of attacking players. If he's not striking up a relationship with, with any, any of them, what does that say about what's happening Perhaps on the training, training, um, um, training pitch, and you know, in the locker room and the dressing room. Um, so I'm not trying to blame Lukaku per se, but I kind of hear both sides, and I can't. But I do also kind of hear what Mark's saying that uh, Tuchel has kind of you know tried different forms. But I, I saw Chelsea, and Kobe, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I saw Chelsea and and Tuchel probably at their happiest when it was Mount Havertz and Pulisic. That was mm -hmm. before before Lukaku came. And also when Lukaku got injured and uh, we had that brief run where Chilwell and Rich James and Pulisic had come back and Havertz and Mount and those guys. That's when the team seemed happier, seemed that they're most fluid. Um, so... Mm. I don't know if it's a case of them and saying look, we play to we play well together, you know, Havertz, wherever, wherever, wherever. We won the Champions League as well together. Um and then all of a sudden this guy's come in. Um and they haven't struck up a relationship with him on the training. Because that these things begin on the training pitch, you wouldn't you won't just turn up onto it's a match day and then all of a sudden you're not passing someone. These kind of things fester before the game. So I just wonder if if that's the case. Is, is Tuchel doing anything to address that? Can he do anything to address that? For, I'll be honest with you. If I pay £100 million for a centre-forward and you're saying he ain't got no relationships with his fellow attackers, something's wrong. Something's not is not right. If I'm paying mm. that money for a centre-forward who's just come off, uh, you know, supposedly, you know, this world-class talent that everybody's saying and whatever, you know he can score goals. He should be the main man. Like, he's got his dream job at his dream club it's not acceptable for man for, for him to be it's just like oh we're looking at other people no we've got to put it down to the individual you've got to take it up if you're not getting the ball you need to go to Jorginho and look at him in the face and say pass me the ball you know what I'm trying to say you need to switch at your teammates and be like what are you doing like they have to see you like you're a big man like you're the, you're, you're, you're the senior guy in this team yeah I'm the, I'm the big summer signing it's not like Lukaku is a small guy. It's not like he's some timid guy or nothing. The guy is, you know what I'm saying? He's alpha. 
So yeah. you need to go and assert that on your squad, on your manager, on your club. Do you get what I'm trying to say? When you're not getting the ball in a, in a, in a football match, don't just sit there and shrug. Even if, yeah, what you start doing is you start going pressing. You start going and pressing the opposition to try and get the ball off them when they're trying to build it up. Players respond when you start working in a certain way. The players start responding to it. You go, I guarantee you go, you take somebody out. You go, you you um, you go, you block a cross, you block a, um, a clearance that someone's trying to do. You literally drop into a midfield position, take the ball off somebody, spray out wide, run into that box, see if they don't start. You know what I'm saying? Because football is about, like you said, it's about like relationships, chemistry. But in order to build that, you have to force that in. It doesn't just happen like that because someone will just not pass to you. And then, like you said, game after game, we're just used to not passing to you. Like, we're, or we're used to like we're just used to doing what we do, kind of thing. But for me, if it's me and your and your Lukaku or whatever else. This is where it's your time. It's your time. You got your dream job at your dream club and you're the big summer signing. Don't let anybody take the food off your plate. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Don't let anybody be doing that. And if they're not doing it, you need to be vocal. It's very simple. Do you get what I'm trying to say? You've come in as the big signing. You need to be vocal. You need to make sure that you're doing that. All this talk of, ah, it was better in Intar and this and that and the other. You're here now. Do you get what I'm trying to say? You're here now. You're in a team. That's a good team. You're playing Champions League football, all that kind of stuff. You need to now go and um, go and work. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Because it's not it's not even a case of like the way Chelsea play is so long ball. The way Chelsea play is so dead and this and that and the other. You can affect that. Even if you pull out wide, even if you give a different type of look, but to just stand there and say, oh, I'm not getting the ball. So do you get what I'm trying to say? That to me, either his head's not in the right place in the in the sense of he's a bit disillusioned, you know, because that can happen. You know, I'm trying to say you see that with Anthony Martial, you become a bit disillusioned, and then all of a sudden you're not showing for things. But for me, it's like whatever that is. If if you're having seven touches on the ball, we've just played with ten men. Yeah, you know what? Um, I was even going to say um, you should clip all of that and then at Lukaku. Because I think that that's worth a really good listen. I agree with pretty much everything you said. I feel like uh, my my man has become a bit wimpish. Um, whether it's wimpish or whether it's just that he, he just doesn't care anymore because he's just not receiving the balls when you get it. And you know what? It's, it's I think Alan Shearer mentioned this years ago, right? About how he'd switch out a man if he was making a run constantly and then he wasn't getting the ball. Because that is just energy. Because then in the end, you, you, you just don't think it's ever going to come. When, and then when it does, you're not there. And it makes you look like, yo, you're not even alert. You're not even on your on your toes to even expect it coming in. Do you know what I mean? So th- th- so in that sense, I get it from his point of view. But but him not speaking up and actually rattling his teammates and actually saying, yo, give me the ball. And even making, even making the, if you want to say, making the fool out of himself by doing it in public. Listen, do that. Do, do, do it on the pitch. Let us lot be able to see that this is what you're demanding. And if it's not then happening, then it's, yo, why aren't these men actually listening to what you're saying? You know, because for me personally, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know how you guys were in school. If a man was dead, you, you didn't want to pass him the ball. And that's what I feel like. I'm, that's what I feel like I'm seeing. That's what I feel like I'm seeing. It's true. I'm not going to lie to you. Do you get what I'm saying? So, and it's because of that. Like, when, I see instances when Havertz gets the ball, where there's a first-time pass across the bo- across the box, you know, and he, he takes a touch and he goes back. I've seen the cock who's made a run and then 
man's put his head up and he's he's now having to track back to stay on on side. It's things like that that I'm thinking, yo, he's not getting service. But then is it because these men don't trust him? And it's like what he said, lack of relationship. These men don't trust him to be able to do what he's supposed to do. Uh, and again, Jay's mentioned the same thing. Is does this come from the training? Does this come from the training ground? Is he only playing because he's a hundred million? Rather than actually deserving to actually play because of what he shows on the day to day in the training ground, I don't know. But at some point, something has got to give. Yeah, and, 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 and Kofi, do you think? Know. Do you think like the players think that as well? What you just said there. Hundred. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past them to think that, to, to actually think that they will probably come out and say, "Nah, it's not even that." You know, it's not that because. You know what? I've seen that he's got a good relationship with the likes of Siet and Cho and Kova, to be fair. And even at the start of the season, Kova and him really struck up a decent, you know, decent um, combination, sort of, you know, sort of thing. I saw it in the game against Villa earlier, earlier half of the season and that. So, like, um, the one thing I will say as well is take Lukaku out. Since Chihuahua and that got injured, the, the, the whole forward line has been absolute pants anyway. So take Lukaku out, forget about him. Chelsea, the Chelsea forward line have been very below par anyway. So to say that it's just him that's causing it would be false. Um, but is it more fluid without him in it? Yeah, a little bit. But even then, it doesn't really make that much of a difference. So yeah. something's got to give Cause, Yeah, because it's, it's about putting the ball in the back of the net. So yeah, we yeah, can yeah. talk fluidity and systems and that. Listen, if Lukaku goes and scores two goals in a game when you win the game, that's it. He's in. He's yeah, playing yeah, next week. That's it. That's, that's it. it. And then he needs to establish himself as that, as that, as that player and as that guy. Because again, we're not talking about a prospect here. We're not talking about a young player here. We're not talking about somebody that's got a whole heap of development to do. We're talking about the finished article, in terms of he is as good as he's going to be. He's not getting any better. This is him. Like take this season away, last season and the season before that, how he was playing. This is the, the 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 finished article. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So it's just like, for me, we have to we have to take that into consideration when it comes to Lukaku. Do you get what I'm trying to say? You can't be you can't be in a situation where you're the big sign-in and you're not giving it to people. If people are not passing you the ball, heads have to come off. It's just very simple. Do you get what I'm trying to say? I remember hearing Rooney talk about this, and real Ferdinand talking about this as well. Sometimes Rooney was on at people anyway. You know what I'm saying? If they weren't giving him the ball, Rio would be on shouting at him and he's on shouting back. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Um, I know football is different now, but at the end of the day, you're going to be judged now. People are looking at Lukaku like a piece of bread and he's not. Do you get what I'm trying to say? People are looking at him funny and it's like, Lukaku, this same guy, I could pull up a compilation of clips where he scored more, you know what I mean? Some, some insane goals from some weird angles. Do you get what I'm trying to say? But again, you have to earn that spot in the team. Chemistry is built by you doing something and off the back of that, other people start trusting you. So it's just one of them ones. I, I hope it. I hope he gets out of the slump kind of thing um, because um, Chelsea is not a club that will wait around. You know, it's not a club like that. I know you guys, obviously, you guys were trying to rebrand Chelsea as this... Uh, <laughs> last week rebrand Chelsea is the family club and that but we know what Chelsea is <laughs> yeah it's the winning machine so if you're not able to win you know what I'm trying to say and Haaland becomes available and Haaland's ready to go and do the damn business you definitely will be out of there 
So it's just one of them. You've got to watch this space. Because mm. he's playing with creators. You think Ziyech can't create for him? Jorginho can't create for him. Havertz, with that silky touch of his, can't create for him. They can create for him, but again, it's up to you. Do you get what I'm trying to say? To manage those type of things. So I wouldn't put none of the blame on Tuchel, in my opinion. I wouldn't. I think Tuchel's handled the situation as best that he could handle it with Lukaku and has given him the opportunity. Try to reintegrate him. You know, centre-forward is just one of those positions. And especially when you're of his profile, you, you, you've got to produce the goods. Simple as that. You know what I'm saying? It's an important because Chelsea's going for the big honours. So, you know, at the end of the day, he's going to need to perform. Yeah, I think you're right, man. So it sums it up quite well. Um, what what I'd say is, you know, to your point about demanding the ball, um, I think sometimes there's there's just an unspoken kind of respect. When I look at the the the, the bigger sides and I look at, you know, the more impactful players for them, it's, you know, sometimes you, you get them showing for the ball. But to be honest, I never see anybody showing, having to demonstrate and show for the ball as much as Lukaku. And you know now, you know, it's that, you know, full, forward play has changed. It's not as choreographed anymore. You know, back in the day, you, you would see a lot of forward sharing for the ball, you know, like literally open arm sharing for the ball and, and, and making a run. You don't really see that nowadays. You see, you, it's more tactful. You, you more make the kind of blind side run or, you know, you, you make the run from outside to in or whatever it is. And, um, I think it's like it's it's like a, it almost feels like, and this is this is just me saying it off the cuff, but it almost feels like the players don't really respect what he can do. You know, there's a couple of times that we've seen what he can do, namely the Aston Villa game, where he came on and, and, and made a big impact, um, and and as I mentioned earlier, the Arsenal game. But I don't know if it's if if it's a thing of you know the players are just not rating, but um. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's it's, it's one of those things. I guess we'll, we'll never know the truth, but from from what we do know, he's not being rated hundred percent. Yeah, it's not looking good. I, I hope he can turn it around because as much as I joke on whatever, and I was frustrated when he was at Man United. You you kind of want to see him pick up form and whatever. A World Cup year and all that. You know, you, you need to be you need to be performing, kind of thing. Otherwise, Origi's coming for your place <laughs> in the Belgium team. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying but anyway I also want to touch on Newcastle um, Newcastle without St. Max without Wilson they're getting better they're evidently getting better they've addressed the core of their team brought in Dan Byrne you know lump absolute lump <laughs> and that just seems to have lifted yeah, the whole... put some respect on Dan Byrne's name man you know what I'm saying <laughs> Have you seen how tall this guy is? Yeah, yeah, of course, of course, bro. He's he's one of the he's one of the, the um, giants from Brighton. But listen, when you play in that Brighton side, when you play in that Brighton side, listen, you gotta have a bit of football in us about you, man. Put some respect on Dan Burns' name, man. Yeah, obviously, Matt Target as well. Come on, man, they borrowed borrowed Aston Villa left back. You know what I mean? So you know it's it's big for them. But they obviously they play West Ham, and what I was impressed about, yeah, it was just funny because. This was probably the most complete performance for me that I've seen from Newcastle in terms of, we spoke earlier in the season about the gaps that they usually leave. The gaps weren't evident this time, but it was functional. You look at that midfield, um, Joe Linton, Shelby, Willock. Willock had a fantastic game. Um, talk about, we, I see you advocated for Murphy. Why is Murphy not playing? Um, why is Murphy not playing? And obviously, he's put him in 
um, Ryan Fraser as well. Because I was listening back to the episode where we spoke about Newcastle and you kind of talked about Fraser as well. And Fraser came in, he played as well. It's how compact they are and how well-drilled they seem to be. And it's like, it's looking, it looks like they're not in a rele- relegation strap, put it that way. Mm. Yeah, I think there's, there's some foundations, it seems, that there that is being built there. Joe Linton, actually, you know, the, the move into midfield, regardless of how much banner there is, seems to be actually working for them. Um, he's looking at, he's looking dangerous and he's looking hungry. Um, the, I, I think there's a couple of things. I think there's a couple of things. I think you, you already mentioned them addressing some, some of the core issues. So making the signings is very, very key. We can't, we can't understate um, Kieran Trippier's contribution. You know, some of those, 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 um, those goal contributions are very, very key. Obviously, he, he's out injured now. Um, so that's, that's obviously a huge miss for them. Um, Dan Byrne, as you mentioned, is, is, is huge. Um, plugging the hole at the back. I think also, uh, obviously, St. Max has, has, has been doing his thing, but Willock, for me, I think, um, you know, last season, that, that run of form, that vein of form that he, um, that, that, that he discovered, was key. If he could rediscover that and 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 get those 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 um those tight the timing of those runs back at, back to the edge of the box, attacking the box again when when those deliveries are coming in. You know, I was watching him even for his goal. It's very very cute. His his goal um, um that he scored against West Ham, the the anticipation you can see it in his body language. Looking at him and you can see that right. He's the anticipation is there when that ball gets delivered. He's looking for the scraps in, in the area, and that's exactly like where he was getting his goals last season. And so I think really going back to, to what he was doing then and also, you know, some of those players just being embedded in. Like we say, Ryan yeah. Fraser and, and, and him seem to have, Ryan Fraser and Eddie Howe seem to have, you know, buried what, whatever the off-field thing was. Um, and yeah, you know, big up to them, man. It's a solid foundation now. The, the compactness is there. You know, um, since they got, I, I believe it was City that beat them 4-0, I think at the end of last year. And uh, since then, I think they, they haven't lost, I believe. Um, so yeah, it's momentum for them, man. It's it's well done to Eddie Howe and <laughs> then Jay Jay said last week that we'll, we'll me and him will have to get ready to eat our hats. So <laughs> boy, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to prepare that that hat to be sacrificed. Because it is a big job. If he keeps them up, that's a big, big, big job that he's done. Mm. But also, what I want to say, Willock here. Willock is he's looking like an Arsenal product, man. The way the way how he's playing, it's like ah okay, this is why. Do you know what I mean? It's like because when he was at Arsenal, I remember saying even to myself, I'm like, I'm not sure, man. I'm not sure, but I guess I guess the run of games as as and and probably less pressure, obviously, and the run of games has allowed him to be able to kind of um, show his best form in that. Because the way he was carrying the ball on the weekend, I was just like, oh, he looks a level above. You know what I'm trying to say? And I think that's a good place for someone like him to kind of be. So Willock was good. Shelby was decent. I, Newcastle always have to play with Shelby, in my opinion, because although you run the risk of a red card, some of the passes <laughs> that he's going to be able to do, you know what it is. Yeah. You know what it is with Shelby. Some of it, his, his passing range is too good. Do you get what I'm trying to say? And I actually do think they're benefiting from having big Chris Wood up there, you know. Honestly, to have a, mm-hmm. just a focal point, yeah, even not just from the goals point of view, but just to have the focal point to occupy some defenders, I think it's 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 only gonna get better. Do you know what I mean? They didn't have St. Max on the weekend, you have to strike Murphy. Joy Linton, I just wanna say, yeah, listen, I just feel like they just bought a player in the wrong position. Like maybe they should have played him in midfield all this time. I don't know. Because 
He's always had a decent touch. He could always run, but finishing seemed to be not his thing. But maybe if we all just got it wrong, he's just not a centre forward. That's just, that's just it. He's just not a centre forward. And we've yeah. been judging him on his goals and that, but he's probably he's just not a centre forward because he's looking decent now. He doesn't look like scoring, but <laughs> but he's running around making tackles. You know what I mean? And turning over the ball. So maybe we all got it wrong. To be fair to him, um, he was from Hoffenheim, wasn't he? And I think he 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 came in um, to replace Firmino, if I'm not mistaken. I think um, I don't think uh, I don't think Joe Linton was ever a traditional centre forward. He was always someone that that kind of played off the front, um, from what I know. So yeah, maybe there was that the unfair expectation that he he was expected to just slip in and, and get goals. But yeah, you know, fair play to him, man. He's he's had a lot of banter, and a lot of criticism, but um, yeah, he's doing his thing now. So yeah, fair play. It's just one of them. You, you, if Newcastle stay up this season, we're all in trouble. We're we're, we're all slightly we're slightly we're all in trouble because it's just going to be the battle of the oil rich, <laughs> oil rich clubs, pretty much. Because if if they stay up, it's just this one season. You know, look at the one window they had, yeah, and then all of a sudden they get to the summer, they're able to spend what they want to spend. I feel like they could be in a serious position to to start making you know, steps up the table and stuff like that. And eventually, you probably think they'll clear Eddie Howe um, and get a, get a, a, a higher coaching kind of thing. But for them this season, survival is the most important thing. And like, to lose that many games at the start of the season, I'm sure it's going to be a record if they stay up. Mm. I don't even know. I don't know, man. But, you know, it, 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 it seems like anybody now who's at that bottom of the league you know, looking at Sean Dash now, it looks like he's he's gonna have to perform the, the great escape. But um, yeah, man, you know what? As as we said earlier on in the pod, there's there's still a lot more games, so I'm not gonna count any chickens before they hatch. Um, but they they're showing that they they may have the capability of staying in the league, but it's gonna be an almighty scrap. Yeah, we obviously we'll probably get into that next week because I want I want to touch on a bottom of the table because that's looking interesting and tasty. Burnley look like they. They sorted themselves out kind of thing a little bit, putting some decent performances. But anyway, we'll get into that. But obviously, to finish off and round up, we want to talk about, obviously, the Champions League. Um, Champions League was last, you know, last week and this week. But what I want to talk about specifically is this away goals. The, the removal of the away goals. How do you feel that that has impacted or how do you, what impact do you think that's going to have on the way that knockout ties are played like moving forward? Mm. Oh no, to, to be fair, I always felt like it wouldn't make that much of a difference. But I guess to everyone else, the reason why it probably does is because it takes the edge away from, you know, away sides actually trying to come out and actually play, especially in first leg of ties, um, because there's actual incentive there for them to go out and actually try and get a goal, as opposed to holding out to try and take the game back to their ground, you know, where they feel like they've got, they've got the advantage of playing at their home ground. Um, but I feel like that that in itself is a very very dangerous game because you know in a one off game essentially that's what second legs are they're one off games depending on how the first result goes. Anyone knows everyone knows what can happen in a one off game. You just look at what, what happened with Spurs and City. City you know City got done at home to a team that they weren't expected to lose against. Do, do, do you know what I mean? So like um, and and that alone obviously had its own sort of dramas. You know, so you could just imagine, you know, what would happen in the, in the second leg of games. I, I think 
we would need to see how these second leg of games actually really play out to actually really judge how the whole matchups have gone as a whole to actually see whether they've actually whether it actually makes a proper proper big big difference because if people are just going to hold out here to you know play their second legs at home and all the rest of it and they get piped <laughs> at this point there's no point in holding back you can also try to go for it in the first leg as well you know so yeah i don't know but it is what it is. That, that, the thing is an example i'll give is real madrid real madrid did exactly what you just talked about where yeah. i believe anyway they were looking for that nil nil result um completely defensive showed no real attacking intent um and they showed in flashes that when they did attack, they could hurt PSG. Uh, but generally speaking, that looked like a, we're going to bring you back to the bird about and let's have it out as a one, you know, a one match kind of game. And obviously, it didn't pay off in the end because Mbappe, you know, mm-hmm. does Mbappe things <laughs> and um, one nil to to PSG. But that's what I'm kind of wondering is that like, will more teams continue? Like, will more teams do that? Like, if I. If I'm now, if, if the away goal, because obviously you're shifted it now, because obviously people are saying it's unfair to have the away goals. People can be technically drawing and going out of a competition. Um, but this way, might teams try and make it, especially if your first game is away, you've got no, you're just trying to keep the score down. Probably just try and keep the score down or whatever. Or the other way is you go the Man City way and you go and completely destroy the team and then make your home leg nice and easy kind of thing. I guess it can go either way, but I'm suspecting that in a few more of the the bigger games, that first leg might be quite a bit of a, a dull affair because there's no real incentive to go and score that away goal. It doesn't mean as much. Hmm. One, 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 one little rebuttal I put to that, and I know this this condition is it pales in comparison to the Champions League, but you look at the Carabao Cup in the semi, in semi-finals and you see how those are conducted and how they're played. You know, away goals isn't isn't a factor then. But if you look at the quality of those games, especially when there's a there's a there's a trophy to be won, if you see how man come out to play, it's not it doesn't affect them then. So, it, I, I guess it's just your mental approach and how you approach these games because it's like what you're saying. You know, Madrid went and tried to hold out. That's the, that's the way it appeared to be, and they got sucker punched in the end. Now, if they do go out of the tie, will they live to regret? You know, approaching the game that way, the way they did in the first leg, as you see what I mean. So it will take probably a few experiences for these men to actually probably change, change their ways and actually just say, you know what, we haven't got we haven't got the incentive anymore. But let's go and try and try and score because if these men beat us, it makes it harder at our ground because not only do we have the advantage there, but now we have to try and recover a deficit before then trying to you know take something from the game at home. So you know, it's just one of those, man. I was, I was going to say, um, I think even if, P- if Real Madrid went to PSG and tried to open up and engage them, they probably would have got hammered just because that front three, front four, or front three with, with um, Ferrari, even though they lack a bit of, we, we, we've been speaking about relationship, even though sometimes they lack a bit of cohesion or relationship in that front three, when they do get it right, I and mean, when you've got someone like Mbappe, um, they, they could probably tear any defence. We saw them against Bayern Munich last season yeah. um, as well. Like, and, and, and Bayern Munich went out because Bayern Munich said, well, we're not going to sit back. That's not our way. Like, like we're saying here, we're going to try and we're going to keep the high line and we're going to try and, you know, 
but they ended up going out. So I think Carlo was being Carlo's Italian, obviously. So he, you know, the Italians are capable of being quite pragmatic. So I think Carlo did go. You know what? Listen, guys, if we if we open up and we try and engage these guys, I know my team. They're going to get smoked. Right? We don't have Sergio Ramos and Varane and you know these kind of guys in their prime anymore. We've we've got decent defenders, but we've got a makeshift defender in Alaba. If we, you know. And then Militao, who's kind of, you know, he's coming up, he's still developing, he's a young defender. And then, like Mark mentioned earlier, Carver Howe had a few injuries in and out of the squad, doesn't have the same pace that he, he had mm-hmm. before. So I do think that um, Carlo did go pragmatic and said, and said to himself and said to the team, let's keep this as close to the second leg as possible. Um, and let's see. And I think... When they go to Benabal, I think Fernand Mendy's suspended um, and Casemiro suspended. So Marcelo's going to have to come in. Perhaps um, Freddy Valverde's going to have to come in. So they're going to have to attack anyway because those are attacking attacking players, particularly Marcelo. Um, but I think the thing about this is that we're looking at this just through the... And I saw pundits getting really angry about the way Real Madrid played. But we've got to remember there's 16 pundits um, Fourteen other teams in the competition mm-hmm. who who are playing, and if you watch, like for example, Salzburg versus Bayern Munich, the, Salzburg slugged it out. They <laughs> did. Yeah, they, they didn't say, "Oh, Bayern are coming over. We can't let them score." No, you know, do you get what I'm saying? They they slugged it out, and um, in the end, but obviously, I think experience. But they were the whole team, though, weren't they? Were, were they the home? Yeah. They were the home. Yeah, they were the home team. Yeah, yeah they were the home team, but. But there might have been a tendency for them to say, look, Bayern Munich are this big team where the average age, I think, of Salzburg is like under 23. Right? They're basically under 23, so there might have been a tendency for them to say, well, let's not get hammered here at home in front of our in front of our fans. Do you get what I'm saying? Um, there's other games as well, like Man City. So I think, like, I'm... Um, We've got Ajax and whatever. So I think, like you said, we probably have to wait and see how this round of 16 goes and how the round of, you know, the quarterfinals go to really deduce whether, you know, the away goals have, you know, having a negative thing. But I do think when you get the bigger teams playing each other this early, then, yeah, there's going to be some pragmatism because Mm. big teams can't afford to go out. Carlo... As a Real Madrid manager, can't afford to go out in the round of 16. Likewise, PSG with their ambitions, you can't really afford to go out. Bayern Munich, Man United, Liverpool, all these teams can't really afford to go out in the round of 16. It's not, it's not going to wash well with the fans or you know the people in charge. So I think when you do get two big teams who have those lofty aspirations, and particularly Real Madrid, that we all know with Florentino that the Champions League is the that's the cup. You can do whatever you like in the Liga, Copa del Rey, you know what I mean? But when it comes to the Champions League, there must be you know, a good run, at least, um, for them. So, yeah, just going back to like what you were saying about the Carabao Cup, I think clubs like Real Madrid and their, their version of those cups, they probably, well, if we have a good run in the Champions League um, or maybe winning the league, then we'll take going out of the um, the lesser cups 
for mm. them, for the bigger clubs. Do you get what I'm saying? So, mm. so I think Real Madrid are out of copper already. Anyway, it's, you know, already, yeah. So, yeah, I think we have to wait and see. I just, I miss the drama of it. I'm just not gonna lie. I miss the drama <laughs> of the away, away goal because I think that just adds to the spectacle, man. That away goal when you score it, especially if you're the away team and you score that away goal, and you know oh, I've got you now, and then all of a sudden you can sit on playing the counter attack because you know it kind of had its narrative, right? It's weird. It had its narrative. If you if you went and got a nice early away goal, a little scrappy one, <laughs> and then you you get into your shape, and you know, okay, cool, I'm going to hit these guys on the counter attack. And obviously for the for the home side, it's like, okay, cool, we we had to go on attack before, but now we absolutely have to go on attack. But at the same time, we don't want to concede here. So it just added. There was a bit more of a subplot. Do you know what I mean? There was a bit more of a subplot to to. To the, to the game because you're just thinking oh what's going to happen here so I just think from an excitement point of view um, you know I feel like it's going to miss something but again you're shifting it now anyway because um, now at least nobody's going to feel hard done by that we drew 2-2 and got knocked out of competition when mm. ultimately we scored 2 they scored 2 and probably what was a bump as well was um, away goals being active in extra time yeah, that was probably that was that's the, the worst. One. Yeah, that was that was the killer of the whole thing because that that then was then unfair. You know, we've played the ninety minutes in both grounds, and then all of a sudden, you know, mm. it's it's just like that. It's just it's it, I, I think that's not really the greatest thing. Or if you you know you, you're drawing and then you think, oh, I just, we just need one goal in extra time, then they need to score two, and you're like, oh, yeah, I don't true. think that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> that's not fair. That's not fair to, to be able to do that. So I, I just think I, it should be how it is. I'll tell you what, if you get rid of the away goal rule and you bring back golden goals, I'm all right. Oh, gosh. <laughs> no, you know what? I will have, I will have that. What? The drama. Bring back goals, hey. golden goals. That was drama. <laughs> <laughs> they, they had to scrap that, though, because it, it was too peak. That was too peak. Yeah, so uh, we're gonna have to wait and see, boy. But 
Um, I'm not going to make any predictions on who's going to win it. Not now, because yeah, just can't just can't see who's going to win it at all. To be fair, <laughs> at the start of the season, just let it be known. At the start of the season, I did say Chelsea. For me. Yeah, 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 you did. You did. I, and I, think... I thought, I think you know what? It could happen. It could happen this time because if you, if you do it once, you're not afraid of nobody. You know, what I mean, this time, if you got um, you know, get the luck of the draw, mm. it could happen. Yeah. We'll wait and see, man. We'll wait and see. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Anyway, that was the Breakdown Podcast live on YouTube. That was episode number 24. So we'll see you guys next week, man. Cool. See you next week. Peace.